Hey, welcome to the Forgettable Half Hour. I'm Jason Van Jenner and I'm joined by my my rock in life, mm-hmm. Megan. Happy birthday, Megs. It was your 37th birthday this week. It was. It was your birthday last week too. Happy mm. birthday. We both are Aries and we both... Uh, yeah. Slightly crazy. A yeah. little bit. A little bit. Getting yeah. crazier by the minute, it feels like. <laughs> Now, of course, The Forgettable Half Hour is a podcast which is, I guess, we call it a whine and a whinge um, to help decompress life as a carer for a loved one living with dementia. And Megs, you are holding a bottle of Chardonnay. It's very chilled. It is very chilled. It's been in the fridge for like two weeks because it's been, it's actually been two weeks since we did our last podcast. So apologies to everyone if you were hanging out. And we had tea and in the you last missed. podcast. We had, yeah, we did. Yeah. We had tea. So we are making up for it this week with a great little uh, white wine. Mm. And Chardonnay, it is, of course. Um, it what is, is it? It's Chardonnay, of course. Um, it's from the Adelaide Hills, of course. That's your second preferred. Mm. It's a cockfighter's ghost. So I think that's, that's normally a... Um, a pretty single origin vineyard. No, as in everyone knows. It is it a single it's, origin it's, vineyard. Oh, is that what it's Yeah, it is. It oh, is. No, but um, everybody um, knows a cockfighter's ghost. It's got it's got cred in Australia. I don't know for our overseas listeners if you've ever tried much Australian wine, but cockfighter's ghost is definitely one of my favourites. Hmm. It's a 2017 Chardonnay. I'm going to crack it oh, right you're now. This way. Yeah, I'm there really we go. Pull oh, me your glass. Oh. Okay, this way. On, Here we go. Let's get on with the podcast. Yeah, let's get on with the podcast. So, um, as we said, it has been a couple of weeks since we last spoke, and apologies for that. But life was a little bit hectic. We had Easter. We had both our birthdays. Yeah, birthdays. There was a lot going on, and we figured that podcasting was probably not um, something we could devote headspace to. Yeah. And as as we've explained to you right from the get go, we want to do these conversations when it felt right generally on a weekly basis. Um, so today in, this must be episode six, I think, so, I think yeah. by now, yeah. we're going to talk about the disappointment of good intention. Yeah. And Megs, you want to open up on that conversation and talk a little bit about your feelings about that. Yeah. Because we've, we've had a few experiences of late, it having been Easter, yeah. we've, we've been had, together well, a lot, doing stuff with family, yeah. and we've experienced things with, with my mum, with Omar, that really speak to that point of good intention. So we've had many experiences of good intention. And so to preface what we mean about good intention, it's I guess those um, cultural and momentous and important parts of our life that we like to celebrate as a family. And we are one big family underneath a very big roof at home. And, yeah, culturally, you know, with friends and family and, and everyone else, these are things that you sort of celebrate together. Um, and like I said, they're very momentous and they're something that's really inclusive of everybody and everybody mm. gets involved in the whole ceremony around um, these kind of events. So we've been noticing this for a little while, well, a long a long while actually. Uh, Christmas last year was a very, very perfect example yeah. of all the intentions were there in terms of Omar actually remembered that Christmas was happening last year because there mm-hmm. is a lot of media around Christmas as well. She so she would have seen a lot of that on Channel 10, which is the only station she watches. And she gets very involved and very bee in her bonnet about 
requiring to get the kids presents for Christmas. Yeah. And that's always my job because I'm I'm the mum. Well, she's always generally worried that she's missing her duty in whatever yes, the event is. Very, so if it's a yeah. birthday or Christmas, yeah. it's always like, what am I supposed to do that I'm but missing? She knew Christmas was coming. Mm. So Brianna, your daughter, um, gave me a hand trying to organise Christmas presents for all the kids. And, and I had Artie and Evie with me as well. There's yeah. no way I could have done that without you, Brianna. Um, and it all turned to absolute shit because I won't go into all the details, but I'm a then we, we went out shopping together to buy Christmas presents. We made a list together. Like I tried to create, you know, the whole gamut around the ceremony of purchasing presents. And then she didn't know what we were doing. And I, and it felt like she thought I was taking her money or taking advantage of her by the end of it. And it was, it was awful. And Brie and I knew, okay, we just got to abort. Let's go home. Let's Mm. get her a cup of tea. Let's get her in her environment. Let's get home. Because she didn't even recognize what we were doing anymore and it was all very foreign and we were in a different place to her normal shopping center that we go to and things like that which are all things that you did to help give her an outing yeah. and to actually make it special yeah. and to give her something new to focus on and you'd look at yeah but of course but with her rapid decline stressful. in short-term memory yeah. what we're finding is and those events in turn into something else and that my 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 problem was she was in a i i she probably shouldn't have put her in a different environment, but I couldn't mm. get the gifts that she wanted to get for the kids that she'd that she specifically said that she wanted to get for the kids. I couldn't get them at the shopping center that she normally goes to. Anyway, then we had a whole cascade when we got home of uh, you were at the same time coming home with our beautiful producer, Olivia, who works with us at Treehouse. Mm. And we all sort of arrived home at the same time. And then she said to me, oh, is that Jason's girlfriend? Yeah, all of a sudden I remarried. <laughs> Olivia was your girlfriend. It was just, yeah. Yeah, it was just a, a calamity. So that all my intention of I'm trying to include you and make mm. this all about you and what you want to do for Christmas, um, it, it just became such an awfully stressful exercise for her that we sort of went, oh, my God, why do we do this? But she saw so much media around Christmas and, you know, we decorate the house and play Christmas carols that she knew Christmas was coming. So our birthdays that were just in the last two weeks um, in March, just over March and April, she didn't know they were coming. Mm. But and mind you, it's it's been. I mean, missing birthdays has been, been something yeah, that's been that's around a, for a that's few a years. That's a regular thing. Yeah. yeah, but then obviously we're going to celebrate our birthdays as a family, and we're going to include Omar in that. Yeah. And if we were to come down and have a cake and blow out candles and sing happy birthday, and she was included in that, and then she'd be like, "I didn't buy you a present." How would how would she feel and mm. how would we feel that we didn't include her in that whole purchasing presence yeah. again? Yeah. And so then you start going down the 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 um the journey of okay, let's go buy Jason a present for his birthday. When's his birthday? Why am I here? Why, Why am I here? What this? am I doing? Why am I spending so much money on this? And yeah. you know, it's not, we never buy expensive presents no. from her, to, and we make sure of that. But then she's, oh, that's the most I've ever spent on a present, and, and the whole thing starts again, and it's just heartbreaking mm. because. And then, yeah, just another example. So this has all happened in the last two weeks. Wow, we you're on Easter. fire. You've oh, well, got so much to but unpack it's only right because, now. But it's only because we had both of our birthdays yeah. and Easter at the same time. So yeah. I had a very embarrassing scenario in the middle of the shopping centre the other day with Evie where, again, it was like when I was with Brianna, like I just had to abort because she was. So Evie's our youngest daughter. Yeah, Evie was in the pram. Yep. I was pushing the pram. 
We were purchasing Easter eggs for the kids. So she knew Easter was coming, but she hadn't really said, I want to buy Easter eggs for the kids. But if it had been Easter morning and she didn't have Easter eggs for the kids, I know if... She would have felt like she'd missed and left out and been forgotten. Because the kids wanted to give her Easter eggs. Yeah. So then she would have said, where's my Easter eggs? So we wanted to make sure that she had that. Because you think about... uh, if if Oma, so much we think about if Oma knew what she was going through, how would we, how would she look well, at herself? Well, we, we compare a lot of her behaviour, we compare a lot of her behavioural expectations on how she was like when she was fully cognitive. Yeah, so why do we what, do that? Though? What was important to her when she was thinking, behaving rationally mm. uh, was to provide and gift and be the matriarch mm. and mm. and and at easter time give eggs and not just receive yeah and, and it's also a, very much a cultural pres- thing in her dutchness is, is is that that idea of you need to be an active contributor to the process of ceremony and and in most cultures i think that's probably that speaks true and we want to be able to preserve that for her yeah but where does it where where do we cross jace when she's so disparate from understanding the cultural significance and the ceremony of that momentous occasion. Mm. Uh, like, well, I, I think well, if I'm hearing you right now, I can mm. sort of see where you're going. The question you're kind of asking is how much of this is us mm. doing something for Omar and how much of it is us doing something for us, as in with a circumstance like a birthday or with Easter or with Christmas when the good intention is I want to help Omar facilitate her way through that festive occasion. I know from my experience with Omar that she wants to buy a gift for that person or she wants to be a part of that celebration by doing X. Mm. And so then you enable that and you go out and you do that and you give her that environment to do that and you support her and you help her choose something and buy something. But then that process of doing that is stressful because just that trip from home to the shopping centre or to the shop, she's disconnected with the intent yeah. of why she's gone out, yeah. who she's buying for, what the occasion is. And so then you're left to be defending yourself and yeah. your intentions in a shopping centre where you're standing there with uh, an elder who's clearly not fully cognitively there and then you're rationalising mm. something that they're holding in their hands that they need to buy yeah. It makes you feel horrible because yeah. to the people around you, it's like, what are you doing? You, yeah. You're forcing this person to buy yeah. something? Are you ripping this lady off? I thought, yeah. I thought everybody in Woolworths was looking at me like, are you stealing money? from? No one was looking mm. at me, but I felt like everybody was looking at me like, you're stealing money from that poor old woman and that's not even your kid. Yeah. Like, and that's what it felt well, like. Well, so, so you had that experience. You, you didn't get to finish telling that story, but yeah. when you so were out shopping with, with Evie, with our two-year-old, she misplaced she who Evie was. She all of a sudden said well yeah it was all sort of snowballing she didn't know who the kids were and I said your grand your beautiful grandchildren yeah I never see them so she was getting quite cranky with me because she wasn't understanding what was going on I said, or oh, getting her grandchildren mixed up with maybe with other kid, yeah with other family, with other family yeah. members she said her kids never visit her she never sees them why am I buying anyone chocolate and then I said oh well no this is your this is your granddaughter right here. This is Evie. No, who, like, where are her parents? Like, and she literally said to mm. me, where are her parents? And then I was like, oh, my gosh, why, why are we, you, you said that so 
perfectly before you articulated exactly that intention versus outcome like outcome. why yeah, yeah, why yeah. are we why are we doing this but it does come back to and we celebrated an anniversary from 12 months of putting up that amazing Coles video which is you know kind of why we're all our here first at the viral, uh, our first little video about our family how, how yeah. life where we open up to the rest of the world we, and it went viral yeah we, which happened this week yeah yeah we 12 months this week so what was so good about that was that we, we brought her grocery shopping yeah. home. Amid COVID, amid home isolation where, you know, us mucking with her routines and taking her away from her Tuesday shopping expedition outside of the house was really starting to, you know, her confidence, mm. her motivation, her anxiety. her anxiety levels, all that stuff. So we decided yeah. we'd build a home supermarket to um, give her the shopping experience at home. Yeah. yeah. So where I'm getting at is... And because I was reflecting on um, our Easter experience um, and and the experience of purchasing you a birthday present with with Oma from her, where I'm reflecting is uh, maybe I should have just gone and got all the eggs and set it up in her house again and and yeah maybe maybe we should have done it that way because that's a lot more comfortable. Like we're not taking that 10 minute drive to the shops and freaking out as to why we're going and what we're doing. And then looking around and like, Mm. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know who you are because I'm in an unfamiliar environment. I don't know what I'm doing here. This is all very strange, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, this is maybe a good question for our listeners is how do you handle in your instance as a carer, how do you handle the idea of good intentions? And preserving cultural... Preserving routine and, yeah. and festivities and, and special occasions throughout the year. And things that you know matter to them. Like yeah. deep down you know they matter to them and you don't want to take them away um, just because it's all too hard, yeah. you know. But sometimes it feels like you've done more damage than good. Yeah. And, again, that, that crosses that bridge of were we doing this for us or for her? Mm, yeah. You know, like if she's at home bored out of her brains and is ringing her buzzer 20 times an hour for attention Mm. and we take her away from the house for a walk or for a drive or for an outing, we think that will sometimes fix the problem. We think that will take her away from her anxiety and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes Sometimes it it exacertes it. Sometimes Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it really severely exacerbates it. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. And you just you can't pick it. It's such a day-to-day Kind of thing. Like so, Megs, a, is there a win constant. with that then? Like, if understanding the premise of what you're saying there is, mm. with with the disappointment of good intention, when you when you line up something to do with the person that you love that's living with dementia, and you're trying to support them and give them an active choice to be involved in a family celebration, and that backfires because of dementia, mm. because of the, the misfiring yeah. of things yeah. in their mind. Yeah. What is the right thing to do? I don't have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I you were going to solve this problem no, for I us. No, I can't solve it. I can't solve it at all. I don't have an answer. Well, can I, I then I, suggest maybe that it's not about seeing it as a failure, but actually understanding it that it's just it's a course of the disease and it's a course where in, in the ever-shifting sands of being a carer for someone with dementia, that what worked yesterday may not work tomorrow, mm. you know, and the sorts of things that made sense last birthday won't make sense this birthday. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's making sure you don't set yourself up for failure. Yeah. So it's going into that shopping trip saying, you know what, Oma's probably going to get really confused when we're out and about and we're about to buy something for someone. So I need to maybe just arm myself with that knowledge 
and not let it be a shock for me in the middle of the shopping center in front of all these strangers standing around us going like, what's going on? Maybe it's a case of just giving ourselves a few more tools to cope with what that actually is and understanding that that's happening more rather than less. I think that's the answer. And I think, thankfully, she doesn't remember that there was a big stress and anxiety around the purchasing of those eggs. Like, What's going on by the time she gets home? That's yeah, thing. it is. Yeah. It doesn't make it okay, though. But I I think when she hands the eggs to the kids on the Sunday morning, like that's, that's pretty special. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, she's happy to do that at the end of the day. And I think that's why you go to so much of the trouble and you and you make the intention to, to go to so much of the trouble of trying to make that moment happen. Yeah. But I think you, what, what you're just saying there is, is you know, that this good intention thing is not just for Omar herself. It's for all of us. We're living here in the same house as yeah. a family. So the good intention is something we share. It's a flexible thing that we share mm. between each other. And because you're helping her understand the good intention and the situation for an occasion, mm. but, but it's also important for the kids to see Omar being a part well, of Easter, it. yeah, that's, or it, that's being a part it. of your birthday celebration. That's it too, yeah, because otherwise it would that would be strange, wouldn't it? Yeah. So although it's clunky yeah. and it's never going to be perfect, and I think it's more. Tears. <laughs> yeah, lots of tears. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's lots of tears in the last, last couple of weeks in particular. But those tears are good tears because it's us working through those emotions of what mm. this is and what this looks like now. I think. What we need to, you know, and again, this podcast is part of that working out, yeah. you know, what this means and what Thank this you looks for like. To our <laughs> this is just right us now. basically trying to figure out our own life and hopefully yeah. it helps you figure out yours at the same time. Cheers. But for me, I think it's really understanding that I'm not ready to give up on Oma being a part of family celebrations no. and festive seasons no. and things like that. And I think she's not ready to give up on that. But the way her participation, uh, fits into the event is an ever-changing yeah. cycle yeah. and we need to just be aware of that. And I think we need to, need to not be so harsh on ourselves and, uh, you know, your idea of maybe, for instance, with Easter, rather than taking her out to the shops yeah. to go Easter egg buying, get the Easter eggs yourself, bring them home and yeah. and make a little mini home yeah. chocolate supermarket that she can come and shop at and still be an active contributor to the process because she's picking things out. Yeah. But it's contained in our safe environment rather than the exposed and environment of a shopping centre. Woolworths was hugely scary too, by the way. Yeah. Like- so Woolworths is one of our big supermarkets <laughs> yeah. in Australia. It was it was scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it's hard when she goes out in those environments. It's different faces, different people, different yeah. shops, you know, and nothing fits in the puzzle of what generally picks, fits into her shopping picture, I guess. Mm. So it's a shopping process or a shopping expedition that's outside of her regular mm. weekly yeah, shopping. Yeah. So it's already abnormal to her. Mm. I've, well, I feel for you and thank you for sticking with her in that process because I know that you are often the one lumped with those little special expeditions. Mm. Um, I kind of, t- I've got to admit, I took the easy route out with your birthday. <laughs> so rather than taking over to the shops to buy you a bottle of champagne, I actually just went, I just bought the bottle of champagne and brought it home and said, Omar, this is what you're giving up, <laughs> Megan, for her birthday. I had a feeling you did that. <laughs> yeah, but I did get a card and get her to write in the card for you yeah, because the card was something, for me, her personal touches in these events is something that I'm really missing. Mm. And what I wanted to make sure she could do for you was write your name mm. and happy birthday and that's all she did. inside a card. And I wrote it down on a sticky note yeah. and I put it in front of her. She literally copied that sticky note inside the card mm. and it was all 
out of whack and misspelt. And that's you know exactly what? Omer, though. That's what was so perfect about it. It was exactly, That's Omer in 2021. She yeah. couldn't even read it back. No. When when you said read it out, she couldn't no. even read it back. And, of course, you know, the next morning handing you the, the present with a bottle of champagne, she's yeah. like, oh, did I get what? You know, mm. had no mm. understanding that that was the present that she was to give. Yeah. She looked at the card like it was a foreign thing again. It was nothing that she had any involvement with. But I guess that's part of the theatre mm. of living with dementia too mm. is it's important for us to still keep her involved in those events and, like and an say, active contributor. And like you say, that the kids see that she's still an active contributor so the, the kids feel like, yeah, she is falling apart. Like we can see we can't navigate that yet because yeah. we're six and two years old, but we can see that she's But still, they sense it. They have a sense yeah, of what's going on with her and they understand that there's a, a clunkiness to that. Yeah. interaction yeah. and they get the fact that we've all tried really hard to make that work and yeah. I think that's more important yeah. than the failure of her understanding what the situation yeah. is. and just it all being too hard and we just let it go because we think it's too too hard on her. Yeah. yeah. It's much the same as when when you're trying to coax a young child to be a part of a birthday yeah, celebration or yeah. something and they've got no comprehension of what there is but, yeah. hey, you pick up this gift and you give and it make to Make sure you say thank you. Yes, and yeah, exactly. You do all that. We're doing the same yeah. thing, but with Oma now. So, I, I, yeah, I think it's a great topic. I think the the, the disappointment oh, of good intention is yeah, real, I and I think it's something. No, no, and I'd be very keen to hear what you out there listening to this feel about this particular topic, and how do you deal with the disappointment of good intention? What is something that you find is a good coping me- mechanism for you? Well, the, how, do you, how do you how do you work your way around it? And how do you prepare? Like, I liked what you said before about if we are going to do that shopping expedition, like how do you prepare yourself before you go? Like I think, yeah, if there's any tips or mantras or or, or whatever that you might do before you head off, I think they'd be really valuable. I think that was a really good point, Jace. I liked yeah. that. Just to compose yourself before you go into battle, basically. Give yourself your strength because you need it. Yeah. You know? And when you're vulnerable out there, you need the knowledge that what you're doing is still good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's no one sitting on your shoulder saying, hey, you're okay. Mm. You're doing this and you're going to be okay, mm. and even though you're surrounded by people that don't know you and they think you're doing you know, classic elder abuse. Yeah, fleecing <laughs> um, this poor woman. You know, we, we get you. Mm. And that's what's missing in the context of that kind of exposed environment for you. Yeah. You know, like for you as someone that's trying to share good intent. Yeah. And I harp on about this, but it's such a, an invisible disability. It is. It's an invisible visibility that's also unpredictable because the way it manifests and presents itself today is going to be different to mm. tomorrow or this afternoon or, yeah. you know, as you know. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that was. Just thanks for listening. That was quite therapeutic, actually. So thank you. It was good. It. it was good. Yeah. So genuinely, I actually really do want to hear what yeah, um, you think and feel about this topic in living with someone with, with with dementia as a carer. How do you deal with the disappointment of good intention? How do you deal with things not always going to plan? What's your get out of jail card? What's your go to way of healing that situation and making that right Um, we'd be really really keen to get your tips and your ideas on that thank you for joining us we hope that this particular discussion was helpful Um, it was certainly helpful for 
for yeah, me. Really thanks, thanks. <laughs> thanks for sharing that with us. Um, don't forget to uh, check out our Facebook page at Omer's Applesauce, where you'll see all of our little stories housed there, all our videos. And of course, please consider rating this podcast and sharing it if you thought that the information was worthwhile and helpful to people that you know as well. The more that we can help grow this conversation about living with dementia, the more that we demystify what this is like. And that's really, really important for all of us. All right, that's it. We've filled up our time slot. You've been listening to myself, Jason, and uh, Megan Van Chandran. Until next time, please, please be kind for your cared one, but also remember to be kind to yourself. Bye for now. Forgettable Half Hour is a podcast production by Omer's Applesauce Productions, copyright 2021.